Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I have a phenomenal and deep conversation with a good friend, Craig Siegel, who's a performance coach, about what it means to reckon with our mortality. This was actually triggered by both of us experiencing a near-death experience very recently, which changed the way both of us viewed the meaning of life and our priorities, and the life lessons that we are both now implementing to make every moment meaningful. We even go through a neurocycle together to deal with the trauma of such scary but enlightening experiences. So join me as we dive into today's podcast. Life can be hard and it's easy to feel stressed, anxious and out of control. What if there was a way to take back control? What if there was a practical way to detox your brain? This is now possible with NeuroCycle, the first ever scientifically tested brain detox app shown to help reduce an anxiety and depression by up to 81%. Users are guided through a variation of audio and video, brain exercises and mind management lessons every day. I'm excited to share some of the latest features in the app, including guides for children and parents, detailed feedback and recommendations, written guides through days 22 through 63 of the NeuroCycle, and an easy way to track your progress. There are over 500,000 NeuroCycle users worldwide, and the app has helped change thousands of lives, including people trying to find purpose in life, overcoming fear, better sleep, improved relationships, managing intrusive thoughts, depression and anxiety, and so much more. NeuroCycle is for everybody. No matter who you are, what you've been through, what you do, you have an incredible mind and brain that is always on and needs to be managed so that you can live your best both mentally and physically. This app is designed for individuals, couples, families, businesses or corporations, for everyone, everywhere. Join us by committing just a few minutes a day and see how your life is transformed. In just 63 days, you will have begun rewiring your brain for a happier and healthier life. Download the NeuroCycle app today and start changing your life one thought at a time. Just look for NeuroCycle on the iTunes App Store or Google Play or visit NeuroCycle.app. The link and more information will be in the show notes. Craig, it's so nice to see you again. We had such a great conversation and we just like really hit it off. And it's such a great pleasure to have you on my podcast and to be interviewing you. It's so much fun. Yeah, what a change of pace, right? I'm on the other side this time. Thank you so much exactly. for having me. Exactly. Whenever you and I get together, it's straight magic. I have so much love and respect for you. And, and I love how I also get you so energized. So we're going to have some fun today. I'm ready to we rock We do. You and I like energizer bunnies. We like energize each other and start <laughs> like talking and getting super excited and all that kind of thing. But also you, I just have to congratulate you. You just recently got engaged. So congratulations. I love yes. it. Yeah, you. thank you so much. And like I was saying to you before we went on air, like, I'm just in the moment right now. I'm feeling all the feels. I'm a little bit of a cheese ball. I like using the word fiance. There's no date picked yet. I'm sure we'll start planning in about a month or so, but it feels good. And I'm embracing all of it. Thank you. I love that. I love that. Well, big congratulations. I've, I've been married 35 years and been with 35? my husband. 35 years. What's your and, secret? Oh, my secret is, is this like, we, we are secret. Okay. That is a good question. We really connect 
we there's such a deep, meaningful, respectful, loving relationship. I mean, I love being with him. He loves being with me. We work together. We've been together 36 and a half years. And it's just, he's my, I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but beyond cheese ball world at the moment, he is my soulmate. I mean, I just like, it's, there's this deep knowing. I had three proposals before him and I didn't, I just said no to all of them. And I met Mac and within a month, I knew, within days, I knew that this is the guy I was going to marry. And he was just coming out of a divorce, actually. So it was just so, yeah. And it's just 35 years later, 36 and a half years later, we're still crazy in love. We renew our, we're renewing our wedding vows next year on our, 30, on our actual 35th wedding anniversary. So, yeah, so it's really. What, what's so cool is the more you and I get together, the more alignment and synergy I feel. And I didn't yes. have the idea about the three proposals, but like, I was also in a bunch of relationships, one that was a little toxic. And I never really knew if that person was the one, which also means I knew that they weren't. But when yeah. I met Alessia, I, I knew instantly. You just knew. Yeah. Soulmate. And, yeah. Yeah. And some people say that that doesn't happen. And that maybe it doesn't happen with everyone. It doesn't have to happen. I've done a whole podcast on soulmate versus growing into love. But, when it, you know, there's something. There's that connection when you do have it. It's fantastic. So I'm super excited for you that you do have this. So wonderful. Congrats. When you feel I, that spark, it, it's something special. It really is. It really is that deep, meaningful connection, that, that just that knowing. Like the first person I want to see in the morning is Mac. And 35 years later, hey, let me give you a good tip. Mac brings me breakfast in bed every single day. <laughs> like even when we're at a hotel, he'll go downstairs and he'll get me like traveling and conferencing. He'll go get me coffee. He'll find me something that I, yogurt or something that I like. But 35 years later, I get breakfast in bed every day. So there's, there, Craig, that's the key to staying married. for. <laughs> that's a great tip. Uh, no it's a great tip. It's a great tip. Women love that anyway. Well, Thank Craig, tell, tell, my, tell my audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I reinvented myself. I spent 13 years after college on Wall Street. Up until that point, I had always felt cold, but I was a bit lost in the wilderness with no compass. Graduated college. I was ambitious. I live in New York. I ended up on Wall Street. Key component here is I simultaneously discovered personal development, all the stuff that you talk about, mind management and all that. So gathering awareness, cleaning up the mental mess, maybe not exactly explained like that, but, but I started to become fascinated yeah. mm-hmm. yes, by, by how we can learn how to learn, we can cultivate confidence. And so I had a really nice career on Wall Street. I, I built two businesses, the eight-figure juggernauts, but ultimately uh, if I'm being 100% transparent, I always will with you and your audience and your listeners is, well, she was a lot of fun until it wasn't. As you can imagine, there's a lot of stress, a lot of unpredictability. And so I pivoted and I started a new business, which was also very lucrative. But at this time, I defined success by how much money you make. Clearly now, it's, that's a whole different story. For me, that this season of my life, success is measured by how happy you are and how big of an impact you make. And I, and I got into a little bit of a dark place a couple of years back. My father had gotten diagnosed with cancer. I'd gotten out of a toxic relationship. And even though I had my own business, Dr. Lee, it felt like I was waking up every day and going to a J-O-B. And I know the audience can relate to this at some point in their life. And on Mondays, I was looking forward to the weekend. And it like hurts me to even say this, but that's where I was at. Fast forward the pandemic. I believe it was a global awakening. But for me personally, I really put myself in a different frequency. I realized in that moment when we had lockdown, I did not want to go back. And I know that I was always meant for more. I just had to figure out what that was. And I started to put myself in that frequency to become a vibrational match for those creative divine downloads. And it came to me out of nowhere. Sometimes all you need, right, is one idea and then you run with it. And I realized that personal development wasn't only my passion, it was my purpose. And I combined that 
with my ability to communicate effectively. And I started my CLS brand, Cultivate Lasting Symphony, or a plan my initials, Craig Landed Siegel. And I said, I don't want to be the next Tony Robbins. I want to be the first Craig Siegel. And Love you never it. really know how something like this will take off. But I knew this. I had to try. And I was resourceful mm. enough to figure stuff out. And I went for it. I took a shot. I reinvented myself. And I very humbly say it's exploded over the last two years. I sold my business on Wall Street. This is it. And like you, this isn't work to me. I've never felt more alive. I've never been more aligned. I'm literally living inside my vision each and every single day. That is amazing. What an encouraging, insightful depth in the deep dive inside yourself. And what I really like about what you said, I like a lot of things, but what I really like about what you said is the fact that you changed your definition of success. And you know, that's something that you and I get asked that question a lot. What do you think success is? I think it's a very common question that people ask. And my answer to that has always been, you know, to to find that internal sense of peace. And you have a similar, little different, but it's a similar kind of thing. It wasn't the money. It was basically to find your passion and purpose. So to find that sense of value and internal peace and what that looks like, it could look different. It could be lots of money. You've managed to make a lot of money in the process too. But it it essentially is finding that sense of... <laughs> yeah, no, because you've you've worked hard to to make that and to get to that point, which is which is fantastic. So, and I think that's really you know we put so much we in this compete culture, you know, this compete and compare culture and it, and hustle culture, which can make people feel so I think lost and frightened. What do you think about the sort of compete and compare capitalistic neoliberalistic you know hustle culture that we live in? How, what's your because you're obviously dealing with people that are living within the bounds of that. That's why I'd love to know what your opinion on that is and how it yeah. affects mental health. Yeah. What an awesome question. It's so funny because, and let me just be clear for the audience, like there is a season for grinding, right? Like when I started CLS in the beginning, I needed to work hard. I needed to Mm -hmm. go, go, go and figure this stuff out. But ultimately as I become more enlightened, more aware, right. And you really start to understand like the stuff that makes the difference. It's not so much as what do you have to do as it is, is who do you have to be? Who do you have to become? How do you become a vibrational match for all that abundance and make yourself available? And and it's something that I'm still working on, but I've gotten so much better is being able to be, right? It goes back to those those powerful conversations about masculine and feminine so much, but it's not always the hustle, right? Sometimes you have to allow and and be able Mm. to receive all that. And it's something that I've worked on a great deal. And it's something I would really suggest to the audience is to really work on who you have to become to attract the life that you desire. Mm, okay, so it's working. And I'm, and I'm pleased we spoke, you mentioned about that. It is hard work. I mean, we, we all work hard to get anywhere. It's taken me years of, of hard work to, to do what I do and you as well. And so it's not the hard work we have to be scared of, but it's also being able to not to compare and compete situations, find yourself. I think that's really a key thing of what, you know, what you say as well is from what I understand from our discussions is you're very key. You're very good at helping people to find yourself and not compare to everyone else. Cause as soon as you compare, you lose it. That's it. And like, let's just keep it real, right? Like everybody is uniquely you or them. Not even twins have the same fingerprints. Exactly. Right. And I'm not sure if you're a fan of Deepak, but I've been listening to him a little bit lately. And one thing that he said that really stuck out to me was the sole purpose of life is to find out who you are and who you are is the infinite trying to be a person, something along the lines of that. And it's so true. Like we're all part of this energy field, whatever you call it, a part of the collective, but each and every single person is uniquely them. We all have our own gifts. And another cool paradigm shift is 
you know, a lot of people talk about the ego and so forth, but there's a lot of people out there, let's be honest, that are playing small. They're not thinking big enough. They're not playing big enough. And for the audience, I challenge you with this. If you're not sharing your gifts with the world and making an impact and contributing, that's egotistical. So we all have our own gifts. We all are uniquely us for a reason. And the key is, is to identify what those are and share them with the rest of the world. I, I totally agree with that. You know, working with, with people in sort of on a mental health perspective and people with challenges to the, you know, damage to their brain and that kind of thing, which has been my field, is the first thing I would work on would be identity. It's core. It's a, it's come up in a few conversations. I've been doing interviews all day today and it's come up a few times. You know, if you don't have your identity, you actually, it's, that's where it starts. Your value system, everything starts from there and no amount of money, no amount of success and fame is going to satisfy that unique way that you are and how you see the world. So I can relate to that. I, I was lost for a while, even though I was making money and some other things, I had trouble with my identity. Like, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? Who am I supposed to become? And then ultimately- So something was missing in making 100%. that money. Okay. And, and it's okay, go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to- No, say, that's okay. I, I, I love like this, that. Type, this type of chat that we always have. We get each other fired up right at the gate. Totally. I, I wasn't fulfilled. Like, mm. it's that simple. And as you realize it, for those people that make a lot of money, first of all, how many miserable rich people do we know, right? And and let me just be clear, like you shouldn't be really, really happy and broke either. Like there's got to be somewhere Mm -hmm. in between, but I wasn't fulfilled because I wasn't making a difference, right? Like that sounds kind of dark, but I just have to be transparent and vulnerable. Like, yes, I was successful from a financial standpoint, but I wasn't exactly like doing anything that set my soul on fire. I wasn't making a dent in you. I wasn't really leaving a legacy, right? But when I stepped into this stuff now, like this conversation, if one person, the way I seek validation today, whereas if you asked me four years ago, seeking validation with a nice watch or a nice place, or I look good at the gym. But now the way I seek validation is someone comes up to me and goes, I heard you on Dr. Lee's podcast and something you said helped me change my perspective. And that's what it's all about today. And that's what it's all about. I totally agree. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us will drop anything to go and help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? One of my resolutions for 2022 is to treat myself like I would my best friend. And one way I'm going to do this is to spend more time doing those things that make and bring me joy, such as walking my two puppies or reading novels in the bath. Therapy is another great way we can take care of ourselves. Indeed, you don't have to be in a crisis mode to benefit from therapy. Therapy can provide preventative and protective strategies so that when things do get tough, you'll know what to do. It's one of the best gifts you can give yourself. And this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Cleaning up the mental mess listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash drleaf. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. You know, it's just so amazing how many people that go through things and 
you know, every people that I interview, people that run podcasts like yourself and myself, there's always this strong element of I've learned something I want to share it with others. And it, you know, it brings me back to one of my fa- favorite quantum physicists that is a theorist, always says that it's not about you, it's about you in the in the world. And that statement just really resonates so profoundly with 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 what I how I see the world and and, and it resonates with, with what you're saying is that it's it's not about you. It's about you in the world. And and that that means that there's this impact that we have that we have in the world that we all know it's instinctive. It's inside of us. But to actually, you know, make that happen and it may be big, it may be small, but all of us are having that an impact that we don't even realize. That's so beautifully said, right? Like we have to contribute and give back and make some sort of impact. And that's when the real fulfillment comes. And also oh, totally. like, spoiler, like you do that well enough and you work hard, like the money will come, all that stuff. But ultimately that's, what's going to really like fill your cup and set your soul on fire. hundred percent agree with that. Oh yeah. So, to- so totally just before we started recording you and you shared a story with me. And once again, you just your comment when you shared it with me and I shared a story back was, you know, how in alignment these things were happening in our lives, but I'd love you to, if you're, if you're comfortable, Craig, to share that story and, you know, I'll share mine once you shared yours and we can just talk about the implications that both of us felt. Cause I think it might, you know, just we may lead down a very interesting philosophical Definitely. pathway. And based on my experience, these are the best conversations, right? Like we didn't have an agenda today. We just want to make an impact. And this is some yeah. real life stuff that Dr. Leaf and I are. Absolutely. Yeah. We're dealing with at the same time. And first of all, I love you. You make me feel so comfortable. Like when you oh. speak, like it's so digestible and, and there's obviously instant chemistry here. So uh, uh, well, the feeling's mutual. yeah. And I can't wait to do even more. What I was saying Dr. Leaf, before we went on air is today's Tuesday, last Friday, I was involved in a hit and run in New York City. I was crossing the street as I always do. I look to the right. If there's traffic on this particular side street, I will yield. On this particular moment and day, I look to the right. There's a blue car speeding right at me. From from the moment that I saw it, and I'm trying to paint a visual for the audience, like it was two feet away. So at that point, it wasn't, can I get out of this? It was Mm -hmm. like, how do I minimize the damage? So I braced myself with my arm because my, my thought process was if my arm takes the bulk of the impact, it's better than my body or my head. So the car ran right into my forearm and then I spun around kind of like a football move. And then it grazed my hip, kept going, speeding through two more red lights, gone. Some truck driver pulls up right next to me, goes, oh my God, are you okay? That was an unbelievable spin move. That guy ran through two red lights after he hit you, call the cops immediately. So I did and all that stuff. And I went to get an x-ray and it came back negative. And wow. I'll probably still see an orthopedic just to see if like there's any ligaments. But yeah. for the most part, I just want to be very clear. I'm, I'm good. Like yeah. I'm relatively unscathed. And, you know, you would think like after something like that, like you would feel immortal, like Superman, like a tank. And I know I believe in a higher power. Like I, I always thought I was blessed and I'm very humbled and grateful from this. But the irony is, and this is what we're discussing is that, as opposed to feeling super immortal from an experience like that, I've actually never felt more mortal because it just goes to show you like just in an instant, everything can change right then and there. Mm. And how has that impacted your life in the last week and a half in terms so, of relationships, work, how you look at life, your viewpoint, what has it done? The last few days, I've just been in a, a weird frequency for me. I, I wouldn't call it like down or depressed or anything like that. Just weird because I, it's unfamiliar territory to me. And, and I have questions, right? Like, 
not so much like catching the guy, like we'll see what the NYPD does. And I know they're busy, but it's more yeah. like, like how, what was the message in this? What am I supposed to gather from this? How did I walk away unscathed? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even sure I'm still processing it, but I just feel weird. But to your point, like it just goes to show you, I know me and you live like this anyway, but mm-hmm. for the audience, maybe this is good to hammer home. Like guys, girls, we, we have to make every second count because things can be taken away in an instant and and you never really think like you'll hear something on the news like kobe bryant passing in a helicopter and like it it hits you but until it really happens to you or someone that you love like it's very real and and like if you're not with around people that you love or if you're not doing something that really sets your soul on fire it's a message it's a flashlight like lean into the stuff like if this was your last day if this was your last month what would you want to be doing who would you want to be around and and it really is a is a wild paradigm shift at least for me and i'd love to hear your perspective as well oh absolutely you know you're describing a concept that i talk about in my it's not my concept but it's something i talk about a lot and that's the moment living with momentum momentum mori which is basically if what would you do if this was your last day on earth you know how would you live how would you treat the people in your life how would you view things that irritate you how would you look at that problem that you've got how would you view you know what is your perspective and you know when you when you wake up and it's one of in my app it's actually one of the brain preps that i actually encourage people to do my neurocycle app and it's like today if, if you live like that today and, and i've tried to apply that principle and you know when the days i do that i look at life so differently and it's becoming such a habit now because i've trained myself but it's so easy, Craig, to get caught up in the busyness of life. We all know that. And we have to bring ourselves back. So sometimes it does take these little incidents to wake us up. Not that we want to have these incidents where you have a brush with death like that. And as you told me, I shared my story with you, which some of the listeners and viewers may have already heard. I haven't shared this on a podcast yet because it just happened very recently. So this is the first time I'm sharing this. And basically, just over two weeks ago, it was a Friday morning and I woke up with this excruciating pain thinking, oh, I've got food poisoning because it was eight hours after I'd eaten. So that was my automatic response. I have such a strong mind that my body just like, you know, I just don't respond. I just like get through things and I'm very healthy. And, you know, my my, my mind is like strong. I've developed it. So I, my body follows suit. And so I actually then thought, okay, this is not going away. So, you know, put a hot water bottle on my stomach and keep going and I'm working and I'm doing meetings. And four days later, I'm thinking, hey, this is maybe this is gastro. This is not food poisoning. It's going. But four days later, I was sitting in, I had back to back nine hour day on Monday, back to back meetings on the Tuesday. And it, and I remember sitting there with this totally, like you would never have suspected there was anything wrong, except my husband was sitting next to me and I was shaking. I had this big winter jacket on. I was like, could hardly move, but you would never have known that. And as I finished that last meeting, I literally collapsed. My husband put me in the car, took me straight to the doctor. He'd been begging me to go to the doctor. I'm saying, no, I'm fine. I'll get through this. The normal thing I do. And I land up there at the doctor, straight to, to a hospital, straight into emergency surgery. I was already in septic shock from a burst appendix. And they basically the surgeon said to I mean they whipped me in antibiotics up into surgery it was you know did very CT scans to just make sure yeah. everything but it was hours within hours surgeon said to me after the surgery and her surgical nurses said they came to me and they just literally said if you had left it like this literally maybe another three four hours you would have died you would not have made it through the evening you would have not have made it through the night and that's how much pus and septic my shock my body had gone into 
the irony is that I, I'm always got my makeup on, hair done, outfits. I mean, I don't go anywhere without it just because who I am. I go into the hospital. I'm all dressed up. I've got this outfit on with makeup on. And I sit and as I'm <laughs> collapsing in the hospital, the nurse is saying to me, you don't even look sick, but your blood pressure is like tanking and, you know, everything's like dying. And, you know, and I'm, as soon as I realized what had happened, my, my body started feeling the pain and, and that kind of thing. And then I realized I have to actually, you know, let my body get some healing. The point is that you talk about the brush with morality. I mean, the, the, the realization of our, not morality, our mortality. It hit me, you know, two of my daughters, we've got four children, two were overseas at that time and they were coming back like a week later because they work for me. We have, we meet back in Dallas, we have our studio is and we do all our work. And so every few months they come back and we have this whole, and they were coming back in a week. I thought, I may never have seen my two younger children. I had just seen my two elder children, but I mean, my two other children, but I, I, I would maybe not have seen them. And, you know, I wouldn't have seen my husband's face. It just struck me. And I didn't say goodbye to my mother, you know, all these things. And I didn't feel like I was dying. It was, so it was really, a tremendous shock. It's almost like, you know, this is exaggerating. And and when the nurses came a second time and said, really, this is serious. You, you, you're actually, your body is, I need to keep, the doctor said, you have to stay in hospital for at least seven days on multiple antibiotics and drips because my body was a mess, dehydrated. And I, on the, that was, that was a Tuesday. On the Thursday, I said, listen, I'm fine. I need to go home. I can't be in hospital. They let me go home after two days. And when I went for my post-op again today, they just said, this is, it's a miracle that you've actually. So the point there, though, is yes, my mind definitely healed my body quicker. Yeah. I've got through something that wasn't really easy to get through, but the brush with mortality has completely and utterly shifted my perspective. And I'm pretty deep thinking like you, and I'm pretty aware of you're the you deepest know, thinker. The, the momentum more, I try and live, live like that, and but it's shifted my perspective. I look at life very, very differently. And I already looked at life differently, but it's, there's a depth, there's a quietness that's come over me. There's a sense of of bigger purpose. There's a sense of 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 the depth of the of godness or whatever you want to call it. There's a way that I look at my kids and my husband and my work, and there's a there's a sense of urgency and there's a sense of respect for every single moment. And little things like I caught myself getting thoroughly irritated about something the other day that was so ridiculous, and I could have let it get me down and immediately I remembered but this is so irrelevant in the big picture of things and I brought myself back it's just given me a depth and a look and I look at people differently I see people differently I see problems differently I see reactions differently so that's I mean I'm going on and on back to you you're the one being interviewed now you're literally (laughs) interviewing me I mean that but just bounce off that everything about our relationship seems to be divine like this is the perfect conversation at the perfect time Two like friends that, that just yeah. went through a near death experience. And also like when you were going through it, it didn't feel like you were dying. Just like no. me, I responded like almost like a ninja. Like I didn't think, like, <laughs> I love it. The ninja I didn't thing. think this was it for me. I just said, how do we minimize the damage? And you know what I'm saying? And then I did the spin. Yeah. But I mean, the it, chance of survival of something like that was just like, I mean, such a small percentage. I still can't explain it. But then afterwards, yeah. like a couple of days later, which is now, it's like, now you start to think, right. And, yeah. and just like you, like I found myself getting irritated at something yesterday and I had to check myself and wait a minute, does this even matter? In the grand scheme of things, no, it does not. And and, it, and also, like you, like I was already a deep thinker, like make every second count, do what yeah. you love and be present. But now, like 
being present on a whole nother level. Like even right now, like I do not care about anything that's happening half hour from now, anything that happened a half hour ago, I'm just with you present, mindful. And in my personal opinion, like the more present you are, like that's like a portal to expansion. And for the audience, I think this is a good takeaway. Like when you're really, really mindful and present in the moment, it's the closest that you get to, to creating expansion and really expanding and creating. And it, it's really heightened the way I feel about that, that experience. That is, I love that. You know, you, you put words on something that I couldn't put words on. I mean, you said portal. That's definitely, it's opened a whole different view. It's like the creativity that's come out of me, the science, the, the, the amount of work that we have moved forward, good stuff, the amount of science research. It's, it's impossible to do what we've done in the last two weeks in, as a team. And it's been driven by, by, these these ideas are pouring out of me, these visions, these ways of helping people. The doors are opening. We're reaching more and more people. We've got this, the portal has opened. And there's a sense of of depth and and creativity. And uh, I don't want people to have to have a near-death experience like you and I have had to experience this. You know, if we could try and and, and translate this to, and and, and if you had to ask me, and and I want to ask you this before I give you mine, what would be getting into that portal to open a door? We're seeing more, there's this, this, there's depth that I knew was there, but it's clear. There's a clear vision. There's a clear way forward for how I can touch more people with the work that I'm doing and, and build deeper relationships with my kids. I'm seeing a difference in my relationship with my kids, and I really had a great relationship with them. There's that. How, what would be, like, could you take one word? Because I've got a word in my head, and I'm very interested to see if you have the same word. What would be one word to sort of wrap that up or describe that? that you? Yeah. Or, or is there maybe, maybe you don't have a word? It's just, to be honest with you, like the portal to expansion with the abundance right now and the creativity and the creation and losing the scarcity and the ego and just thinking abundantly, like everything just feels heightened, more important. And also the best part maybe is, is like the less important stuff feels just that like less important. Like I'm not going to really stress or worry or care or waste time over something that's insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And this really helped facilitate what is most important. So to be honest with you, I'd love to hear your word because I know you are bouncing off the portal one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the the word is kindness, Oof. kindness to self, kindness to others, a gentleness. It's it's almost as though there's a hastiness, but it's come within the bounds of a kindness. And I think I was always a kind person, but there's a there's a sense of kindness being this vitally important. It's linked in with love, obviously. All that stuff when we talk about love, all, you know, we all understand that love is what literally makes the world go around. Yeah. This concept of kindness, there's just so much unkindness around. You know, when you're kind to someone, or you, including being kind to yourself, it starts with being kind to yourself. There's a change, there's a shift, and people respond. Things change without you having to say that much. You know, so 100%. that's been for me. I have very, very heightened sense of the need and the importance of kindness and how that's missing. A lot in the world around us today, you know, with all our busyness, we've forgotten what kindness 
means. I agree. I, I want to bounce off that also. Please, go ahead. You want. Another word that comes to mind is humility. Because like it, it would be so easy to go the other direction after something like that. Like nothing could stop me, like unstoppable, so to speak. But yeah, you have that close of an encounter, it makes you humble, right? Like, like of course, oh, like, yeah. like, like thank God, you know, like, like I know that was you. I know there was something else going on there, but very humbled, like, Things can happen that are outside your control, right? And, and things can change in an instant. And, and to know that you're taken care of, so to speak, or, or someone's mm-hmm. got your back and you have another day, it's like a different type of humility. And to be honest with you, I just unpack that right now during this conversation with you. Oh, that's that's amazing. I, I love that because definitely that that's totally true. Humility, because you look at yourself differently. You realize that you're part of, it's not about you, it's about you in the world. And it's about... The, the gift that you bring to the world. And, and we say all these things, but it's, it's, it's really is true. And a lot of people that have had near death experiences or have really actually died and they've actually seen themselves and then they come back. There's, that's such a common theme of people, deep, meaningful kindness, humility, love. Those are always kind of called together, aren't they? Sort of pulled together. So I love that. I love the humility because that humility is not being it's not a false humility. It's a it's a humbling of the humbling experience of being human, of being alive, of being aware of of the the phenomenal privilege of being a human alive, being alive, being able it's, to. It's hard to think about ever being more humbled or humble yes. after a situation like this. Oh yes, oh yes, for sure, absolutely, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners and viewers are. You know, have your own stories to share. I mean, send in your stories and it's and it's hear what you what you've got to say in response to this. And if you've got any particular insights or words or that you want to share and and what that means for you. So so Craig, coming back to the to the portal thing, I think that's that I I love that. I love that portal into portal kindness, humility. We've got some really key things going on here. So how what is this what is this going to mean for you now for the future? How does this take you, your business, you as a person, Craig, what you do, your, you know, your future marriage? How does you how do you see a new sort of is it different? Is the pathway now different? Is this portal different? In a word, expansion. And let me dive in on that. Like we're all here to create, to expand and we get jaded through life, whether it be society, the news, our upbringing, whatever the case may be. And we get this misconception that we're actually meant to live in scarcity and we have to work at trying to be abundant when in fact it's the opposite right it's like deepak said like we're a part of the infinite pretending to be a person whatever it is that you believe in if you're a soul in the spirit, yeah. human mm-hmm. experience but we're meant to create to expand we just have to make ourselves available for it for all the abundance out there right you have to be have certainty. You have to be vibrating on that frequency. This is a vibrational universe, right? Like you don't manifest. Systematic. Mm. Yeah. You don't manifest what you want. You manifest what you are. Yeah. Very different to like attracting. We're not talking about here that you're vibrating and attracting. That's just, it's external. It's from inside out. It's you got to develop yourself as a human. and, And part of that development is that interaction with others, that kindness, that humility, that's expansion into connecting with others and, and helping to to make the world what it should be. Yeah, and contribute to it. Yeah. If we, if we look at all the diversion and pathways, you just look at politics and you look at what's going on in in, in the United States and in the world and, and just in history, if you check history, you know, there was more kindness and humility and, and, and a, a desire for expansion to touch other people's lives. I wonder if we would 
be doing, you know, have the same kind of history. Yeah, it, it's so true. I had to ask you, it just occurred to you when you're moving your hands around, where are all the props today? Oh, you know what? We've just been on a, I've got some, I mean, there's some of them here. There's one <laughs> and I've got some brains here, but the others are, we just got back from a trip, a conference. And I realized that I've been there in the studio are. all day and my, I'm trying to find my toxic tree and my other brains and everything, but they still, and they still packed in the, um, in the other, they still packed. I haven't unpacked them yet. So sorry oh, about, that, I don't have my want, toxic thoughts. That's okay. I wanted to ask you the last time we spoke when you were on my podcast, you talked about you were kind of wrapping up like a new book that had to do with like helping young children revamp their mindset. It's in, I was actually spoke to my publisher today. It's, it's basically going to lay out and it's going to be released next year. We're hoping mental health month, but you, right. as we know, with COVID, the, there's a bit of delay in printing, but it's done. And it's basically to help parents help their children with mental health and, you know, mental health has Amazing. just, I mean, you know, you and I discussed this before, but mental health is such a mess, you know, with a biomedical model and people being so frightened and, and not being able to, you know, embrace their emotions and thinking emotions or illnesses and our children are growing up with the wrong understanding, thinking that they've got to suppress their feelings. Meanwhile, growing up shouldn't be pathologized, you know, and parenting has been made to be this really scary thing that you could can't do it unless you have experts consulting you. So the book is really about helping parents to understand the nature of the mind and body connection, how to, what, what is a thought and, and how to actually use the neurocycle system with their children as a lifestyle. Very simple. It's very hands-on. So I'm very excited about that to try and help our youth and our children. So it's in two, there's two books. The first one's in and it's for three to 10 year olds. I mean, you can teach a child of three how to manage their mind. Children are so insightful um, and it's, it's so important that we we do that. So that's what the book's about. So, yep. That's, also, that's in. in regards to that, I wanted to acknowledge you because on that same conversation we were talking, I asked you for a tip uh, with my nephew, Skylar, my brother's son. And I you remember. Said, yes. You said this and I performed it and exercised it and, and it, it was a beautiful thing. And I, I want the audience to hear it too. You said when you come home, let's just say if they're a crappy day or something, don't hide your emotions. It's okay to let the kid know that you had a day or something was bothering you, but then allow them to see how you handle it and what you do about it, as opposed to kind of ignoring it like it didn't exist. And I thought that was brilliant. And I utilized it with him and I could see him like starting to like understand now, like, it's okay to have a tough day or if you don't win, you lose But and understand those feelings. But most importantly, how do you respond? Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so glad that it worked and that you did that because I know your nephew is like really important to you. And yeah. that was, that is fantastic. And it is, it's true. We model, we are modeling the best way. That's why, that's why I say in this parent's book, that's exactly that you, the, what you do is what they'll do. And this whole thing that you, if you give this impression as an adult that, oh, I've got it all together. We don't ever have it all together. We are in a process of it's a lie. And kids know that, but we're giving, but they don't know how to verbalize. They don't know how to process, but deep down inside, they recognize they're intuitive enough. I mean, two-year-olds, babies recognize things. It's just that, you know, we've underestimated what children's ability is to, to perceive things, but they don't yet have the language and, you know, the ability to sort of, what does that mean? And that's why as, as adults, if we can model and say, it's a, I had a bad day because this happened. So that's your, you know, you're gathering awareness and, and then reflecting and explaining. You are modeling the child how to not just be aware, but to actually own it 
and it's okay to be a mess and then to process through that. And yeah, that's, it's, that's what I do with even now as ad, I have adult children and I am very careful. Um, I, I will certainly, I've had, you know, oh, I got frustrated or whatever. I will explain that to them and, and go through that process and model that and they do it automatically. To be honest so, with you, like it's one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you about the hit and run and just kind of talk it out a little bit. And I think that was awesome for the audience to hear because we're not hiding from the fact that it made us mm-hmm. feel some type of way, but how do we take those feelings and kind of channel them? But we're not, we're not pretending they didn't exist, right? We're feeling the feels, we're, we're allowing ourselves to, to feel that, but, but how do we respond? And I think that's awesome. It's well, so let's, let's, let's take that a little bit deeper. Let's do a little exercise. How about that, Craig? Let's How about it. so so let's so that you you know the neurocycle because you're familiar with it. So the first thing is to is to gather awareness. But maybe just before that, if you think about potentially your kind of shock in the moment, so maybe even thinking back to that may make your heart flutter a little bit. I don't know if you're feeling any kind of physical as you started speaking, because I noticed when you like you wanted to speak about it really quickly and it was like something very serious, your face, because you're a very bouncy, smiley person, and there was a a, a sort of shadow that came over you. So there was a, a trauma response there. It was it was scary. So yeah. I don't know if you felt the need or if you feel the need at the moment by revisiting to maybe just do a bit of calming down of your neurophysiology. And you could do something as simple as, well, you don't even have to close your eyes. If you just breathe in for three counts, one, two, three, and then breathe out for seven, but whoosh it out, force it out for seven counts. So it's in, two, three, and then out, Two, three, four, five, six, seven. And that pushing out, that really, so it's a deep, and put your hand on your stomach so there's a real inhalation. So it's really full up. So in, two, three, a deep breath, and then push that out. You may feel a little high. If you repeat that six to nine times, which is 60 to 90 seconds, you actually may feel a little like flash of like, almost like you've, you know, high, and it's a natural yeah. response of increased oxygen. It causes various neurochemicals like anandamide and things like that to flow, which give you that sense of sort of almost calmness and high, and it calms down your neurophysiology. So that could be something when we have a traumatic experience, when we think about it, to actually do that. Because when it hit me, for example, when I woke up the next day and the surgery nurse said again, because I don't think I processed this at the night that night. And they said, you really nearly died. You would not have made it another three, four hours. If you even did, you would never have made it through the night. And that's when it hit me and I suddenly realized whatever. And I felt I actually had to do some breathing. So this is this is real. This is not uh they just being melodramatic. So sure. you may have had that little thing. So it's always good to to just recognize your, and honor that neurophysiological response and do something like there's so many different things, but that that breathing one is my go to every time. It's unbelievable. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's so simple and so effective. And to be honest, it's so effective. This yeah. right now, and also you you're 100 percent right. I brought it up to you right away, and the old Craig wouldn't have done that. But I just number one, I feel very comfortable with you, obviously, and I just. I wanted to get it off my chest. I, I just wanted to express it. And, and I do feel better, especially if that breathing exercise, but, but it's, it goes back to what you're teaching, right? Like it don't suppress the emotions. No. Here, here's a pill, right? Like talk about it, like work through it. And then exactly. how do we respond? Exactly. Yeah. Because you could have chosen to, which I think is your previous way that you used to operate. Tell me if I'm yes. wrong, but you would have, Oh, I got it. And you know, the sort of macho 100%. side and the, I did this and I'm fine. And you know, you would have kind of maybe just, you know, talked about it, but in a way that was 
you know, but meanwhile inside it was there, it was churning, it was a, it was a, you face death for a few, you know, a very certain, literally almost certain death. Yeah, and, I feel better now talking to you. There you go. So you gathered <laughs> awareness, you talk, so, so in that, in that moment you, you were in adrenaline high, but when it hit you, what it actually happened, what emotions went through you, you know, gather awareness, what did you feel? Can you, can you remember, or can you analyze yeah, it? It's funny because my brother came shooting out, as you know, he's my best friend. And I told him not to, he's in Long Island, but he, he wanted to come and, and he came with my fiance who was just at a doctor's appointment. And my brother told my parents, cause they told me after, he's like, I never seen Craig like that. He looked like, like a deer in the headlights, like the lights were on, but nobody was home. I, I think I'm just a little bit in shock because I'm just processing the whole thing. Like how did I walk away relatively unscathed? And, and then obviously you feel a little violated, right? Because somebody oh, yeah. hit me and then got away, but I, I'm not too concerned with that. Like, of course it'd be nice if they catch them, but I, I just a little bit of shock. Like I have some questions and it's just a weird feeling because I'm not familiar with this feeling. I've never experienced it before. So it's kind of unfamiliar territory, but I'm working through it. Take action today for a healthier tomorrow with Everly Well. Their at-home lab tests and vitamin supplements can help you get the knowledge and support you need so you can become a healthier you. Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you, all at an affordable and transparent price. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need, like the women's health test or food sensitivity test. Everly Well also has high-quality vitamins and supplements to support your overall health. Choose from a variety of options, including vitamin D, 3 and Omega fish oil. Here's how it works. Everly Well ships products straight to you with everything needed in one package. To take your at-home lab test, simply collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping. Label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in just days. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide next steps. If you ordered vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. I recently did their thyroid test and loved the ease of the process, the easy to understand results and the fascinating insights I gained into my health. And for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash drleaf. That's everlywell.com slash drleaf for 20% off your next at-home lab test, everlywell.com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. That's amazing. So there we go. You gathered awareness of your emotions, violated, shock, Maybe yeah, I haven't heard you say anger, violated, shock. What was the other one you said? What was the other emotion you said? You said violated and shock. You said that your Mortal behavior, mortality, the mortality. But that was, but your behavior was to your 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 action was you that that physical action. But your you had the, the, your behaviors to your brother were like you looked like a deer with headlights. So you were in, yeah. like it wasn't you. That wasn't the Craig, the happy bouncy Craig who just like, you know, you you actually were. Your behaviors reflected that, you know, this, 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 that, immort- that mortality factor. Your body was probably incredibly tense. I mean, you had the physical brush with your arms. So it must have been a bit sore, but just that, that, so that may be the memory may be in that part of your body that there may be tension in that part of your body because memory is, the, you know, there's what we're talking about are the four warning signals, emotions, behaviors, your hand. So is it in your hand? Uh, your emotions, behaviors, your behavior was the deer in the headlights, the physical sensation in your body. And then the perspective of, of 
the mortality would be or perspective, that heightened yeah. sense of mortality. So you gathered awareness of those and then you started reflecting. And the reflecting was, you know, you asked, you already said, you have questions. Why did this happen? Why did this person, why were you? Why in that place? Why did it not? You know, all the whys. And then it would be a good thing exercise for you to maybe go and do after our talk now is go write it down because the third step is to write it down. I've and been just, journaling, yeah. Have you been journaling? Okay, because I know you are a big journaler. So it'll be interesting to know if you've journaled around this, what other stuff came up because it may bring up all kinds of things. The key is the first step, the first time you write is just pour it out on paper. Just let walk, whatever yeah. come out. So it may not even feel like it's related, but it, there's something there. And then go back and look at what you've written and take a highlighter or another color and just, you know, sort of the kinds of things you were talking about. This is what's happened now. What, what does this mean in the portal and the expansion? You yeah. know, that, was, that, that part of the discussion we had was very much a recheck step number four. And your action, your active reach, what are you going to do with this? Is it sounds like what? What is your active reach from this expanded portal? What does that actually translate into action wise? What, what is that? So it's funny, like if I was at a dead end job or if I was doing something that didn't make sense to me, this would have been a real wake up call. The irony is, is I am doing what, what I absolutely love and what my purpose is, but now it's like time to take it up even another notch, right? Like, like more traveling and transfer more energy and so forth and just stick with the mission. But I think one thing's for certain that me and you still have big plans here with this yeah. human experience, but, but I wanted to just ask you real quick, like those are some of my emotions once I came to and like the shock kind of wore off a little bit when they had told you the next morning that another three or four hours, you wouldn't be here right now like how did that make you feel at first i felt like my first reaction was you know it was that's are they being a bit melodramatic is this not exaggerated <laughs> you know isn't this and then when they came back they could see that i didn't really process it process it the first night because i was so full of morphine and whatever and but the next and the anesthetic and things but the, that's when they they actually the, the, the nurse said you nearly died and then the surgeon came in and they were talking over and then it hit me and there was just this, like, it hit me in the pit of my stomach. I remember think, taking this gulp and thinking, I may not have seen my kids again, my husband again. I'm, I'm the week, a few days later, I was training our first group of certified facilitators. We now have a certified facilitator program where people can become certified. And I think I told you about this before. So it's a full on certification program where people can be neurocycle facilitators and so on. And I was, I was supposed to train. I mean, I did. But after a four-day training, I was going to be on my feet for eight hours a day. And so when, when they said I have to go for surgery, my thing was I can't. I have to go. I mean, in a few days' time, I have to go and train 30 people that are flying in from all over the country for 40 hours over four days. And the surgeon said, that's when she said, you're not going to be alive if you don't have the surgery. Now, you won't last. And that's, so the next, that, that's what hit me. And uh, I realized that, okay, well, I have to be better. So, so that was that emotion. It was almost I couldn't believe it. And then it hit me. And then I texted my husband was had just gone to go and get coffee or something. I said, come back. And so I, I processed it with him. It was, it was a shock. And, you know, then it was, okay, well, I'm not. Did you feel any sadness? I felt, did I feel sadness? I felt a sense of awe. And I, I don't think I felt, no, I didn't feel sadness. I felt, I felt sure, a, a sense of awe that I'm, I'm still here, that there's, Everything that I had worried about up until that point, because I used to be the worst warrior and I've trained myself and I realized that I've neurocycled through the worry. Yeah. And I realized that, oh, hey, I've got this under control. I realized then I'm still, I'm still worrying about certain things and I need to work on those because they, they're not necessary to worry about those things. I need to 
turn destructive worry into constructive worry. That's, that sort of thing hit me. But it was the immediate reaching out because I'm a parent of four children. The immediate thing was I wouldn't have seen them again. I wouldn't yeah. have been here. My, and my kids were arriving back on the Monday and this was the Thursday. And I remember thinking they would have come back to a funeral. They wouldn't have come back to this very exciting new I phase feel. of our business. Yeah. You know, that does, and, and that hit me when I saw them. All just burst into tears when they came in the door on the Monday and my other daughter arrived on the Sunday and then the other two on the Monday. And my son, he was, he's an SF, but he, and he was on the phone. I mean, we all just like, this could have been a funeral. Yeah. And then the realization of, you know, that was, that was really there. I felt very, very emotional. And, you know, it's shifted, it shifted how I've done everything since it's been, a, and there's another level of depth to, to everything I do. I want to ask you one more paradigm shift in regards to that. We both agreed that we felt a bit of mortality because just knowing that like things can change in instant on the flip side, do you humbly, do you feel like a sense of like, like powerful that, you know, you not only survive that, but you know, you have another day and you have a big message to continue to spread. Definitely. I, I, I wouldn't have called it powerful, but that definitely could have been, that definitely could be a word that one could use. I think what I felt was a sense of urgency and that urgency, but an urgency that's organized, not a chaotic urgency, a very organized urgency. And you talk about the frequency and, and quantum physics and we have our biofield and, you know, our, the reason our blood flows is because of, of energy and the reason our brain works is because of the energy from the mind. So it was something, I found something inside myself in the depths of my unconscious mind that I knew was there, but it's suddenly out. And that was something I remember saying to my husband, I feel like something's opened up that wasn't there. So when you said the word portal, and that maybe could you could say there's a there's a like I'm yeah energized, powered up to do it's like doors energy. are broken down and there's opening yeah. now we can see ways to reach more people. And you did you feel that? Did you feel a sense of power? I'm feeling it right now. This just happened Friday. And and this conversation is really is facilitating that and helping it. And also something that you often say is, is something along the lines of like energy is not lost, right? Like it's transferred. It's transferred. Yeah. It's transferred. So from the destructive, I mean, you weren't in a destructive, neither of us were in a destructive state, but there's always levels, there's always behind the smiley face and the very confident people, there's always the little, there's the, there's the, the flaws and the weaknesses, or the, I don't like to say weaknesses, but these are things that worry us. And those changed perspective. Those oh, yeah. became, I remember reading once, and, and you'd, you'd love this, Craig, I remember, and I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He is not, I think he's dead now, but he was about 98 when he was interviewed. And he just, I mean, he was still like going for runs and still practicing as a doctor. And when this person interviewed him, he actually said, you know, what is the key to this this life that you are so productive still in the work that you're doing and doing incredible work in, in the field of medicine? And one of the things that struck me most was he turned around and he said, I don't sweat the small stuff. I realized in that moment, when that surgeon said to me, and, I, and as the, the days it didn't hit me quite then, it was in my unconscious, and it came over the next few days, that I have sweated the small stuff way too much, and See? I'm not going to do that anymore. That's yeah. that's that is now not going to happen because that sweating the small stuff is taking that good energy, and it's using it up. Like all the apps open on your cell phone, and your cell phone gets dead, or you don't plug in your computer and use it all day, and everything's open, and you don't shut everything down. That sweating the small stuff drains energy and that energy could be converted into getting yourself into that expanded portal. So that's, that's right. my experience. I don't know if that, if that goes to your experience. No, that makes perfect sense. Because if you're allocating energy on the small stuff, then you're not available for those other creative divine downloads or, or that other abundance or the vibrational, whatever that might be, the portal. Exactly. 
So yeah, yeah 100%. Oh. This is so powerful today. This is so powerful. We've been going for an hour and I literally have to, I've got a, I'm supposed to be in a meeting in like four, four minutes and we, you know, okay, so this is, we just have to continue. We'll just have to bounce back and forth of each other's podcasts and continue this 100%. discussion. I'm going to throw out to the listeners and the viewers now, if what sort of things would you like Craig and I to dive into? Do you want us to dive deep into these kind of questions and let's see what, send us, send us an email, send us a DM, put a comment on the podcast go to Craig's page, put a comment there. And, you know, we'll take these topics. And as you can see, we free flow with conversations and dive in. And even though, you know, I know this happened when you interviewed me, we were going back and forth and kind of interviewing each other at the same time. We'll do the same thing. And so I put that out to the readers, but Craig, I think the viewers, Craig, where can people get hold of you and and follow you and learn more from you? Because you have so much wisdom. And now you've got even more wisdom. You've entered the new portal. (laughs) Yeah. And also, I I can't wait to see you kind of incorporate that story into some of your new content and give some valuable lessons. Best place to find me is probably on Instagram or or TikTok or Twitter, anywhere at Craig Siegel underscore CLS. If you want to find out about our communities, our membership, mastermind, stuff like that, cultivatelastingsymphony.com. And anywhere you listen to podcasts, the CLS experience, of course, my favorite episode ever with Dr. Caroline Leaf. Oh, and one of my, this is one of my favorites with you. This has been amazing. What an amazing discussion. I have loved this every moment of it. It's almost like Same. I didn't have to prepare. And it was just, I mean, I did. I'm always prepared. But everything I had actually written down to ask you, I don't think I actually typed, I should say. We'll do a secret, but aren't the best? It's like a real conversation, not exactly. so much you. And we have that chemistry. And to be honest with you, I think that's what makes the 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 most powerful and valuable conversation for your listeners. Exactly. I agree. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Go enjoy your fiance, enjoy your evening. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors.